Hello, I'm Jake Duke, and I'm here to serve you with the information you need to understand what being an agriculture educator is all about. Throughout this series, you will learn about the different parts that make up high school agriculture education. Welcome to the Ag Teacher Feast. Let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Ag Teacher Feast. Today we are going to be looking at some of the common problems that are faced by agriculture educators. These are the Brussels sprouts. Ugh. I mean, I, I actually sort of like Brussels sprouts, but you know, commonly people really don't like Brussels sprouts. So that's why that's what this part is. Today we're going to look at a few different things and have some multiple interviews and some great information that is real and is coming from these teachers. First, we're going to be looking at a study that was done with outstanding teachers in ag education. We're going to see some of the problems that they faced as young teachers and see what they are still struggling with and what they felt unprepared for. We're also going to have four different teachers give some insights into their problems that they face. And they're all at different levels of experience in the teaching uh, in ag education teaching. So we're going to get to see some how different experience levels have different issues and how they have actually gone and helped uh, find solutions for these issues. I want to put a disclaimer here that these that these teachers being real and that they're being giving their real experiences and that, so that they should be respected and that even if you don't agree with whatever problems they have, these are the teachers and this is what they're experiencing and that we should re be very respectful of what they're telling us because it is a place of vulnerability and I want you to, to realize that you may be in the same position in a few years and figure out that oh these are real problems and these are things that I'm facing and it really helped hearing someone else tell about this problem. So that being said I think it's time that we dive in and we look at this first study and then we'll go into the interviews. So there was a study done with outstanding young teachers uh, in ag education and it was published in the journal of agricultural education it's titled lessons learned describing the pre-service preparation experiences of early career award-winning agricultural educators so what they looked at in this study they found award-winning young educators so these are these are teachers who have been out of uh, college for just a few year few years and are we're most of us uh, uh, future ag educators will be in a few years and what they found they did a lot of different questioning and different types of problems and different types of things they were prepared for um, and the most common things that teachers did feel prepared for they felt prepared from their college experiences to have meaningful classroom instruction and be able to lead an FFA chapter and be able to help their students achieve what they need to have done through ag education. However, the big thing that many of the teachers did not feel prepared for was the work-life balance. And that really makes sense. Um, still in college, it's different. We're still in this structured environment of going to class and things of that nature, and it's not going to be near as much work as it will be when we're actually teaching in the classroom full time. And 
as we've discussed in previous episodes, there is a lot that goes into being an agriculture educator. There's the three circle model model. You have classroom instruction, but then you also have to help with the FFA chapter and go to events and help coach teams, which may take place outside of school time. And then you also have to help supervise the SAEs and it may take some time to help you plan with your students and have to meet with them on a semi-regular basis uh, outside of the classroom at times. Or you may have to do extra work to help them fill out proficiency award applications or degree applications. And it can be really difficult to find that balance in your life to where you have to get your priorities of what you really care about. You may uh, want to have a family and with the family, you're going to have to worry about how much time you're spending at school and as opposed to spending with your family. And there's in the, in the questions today, you're going to hear teachers talk about this multiple times. Uh, it's something that even more experienced teachers have to deal with. And it's just part of being an ag educator. And you're going to have to make sacrifices in your life to do this because it is a rigorous job and it's something that you have to dedicate your time to. Um, another thing that they really agreed on was time management skills. And this goes back to work-life balance. Trying to figure out how much time you need to spend to coach your team, to work on instructional planning, to have lab, lab assignments. Like there's going to be many things to go into time management that you may not learn in the actual classroom learning how to be a teacher. It comes with experience. And these are issues that you're going to have to deal with as you become a teacher. The study recommends that we continue to, to see how our teachers are changing and to really look into whether these problems are being solved. And I, I agree with that. It's we need to see how we can maintain maintain this these programs and help teachers be retained because if teachers are overwhelmed too much, they may leave ag ed. And we don't want that. We want as many good teachers in the programs as possible. So now you've heard me, I've talked for a while, I've, I've gone on and I think it'd be really beneficial to start getting into what other teachers are saying. And all the teachers are just asked the same question, what are some problems that you face? And we're gonna get to see a variety of answers and I hope that you really enjoy that. So let's get into the first one. So what are some problems that you face as an ag teacher opposed to like a regular subject teacher? <laughs> um, that's a wonderful question. I, I guess it's not necessarily a, prob a problem or an issue, but like when you think of regular teachers, everybody's like, oh, you get off in the summer and you get off, you know, all these fun breaks. But like I literally worked today. I got up at six o'clock this morning and I literally just now got home. Um, so you don't really get all of the breaks and whatnot. It's a very, very demanding job. You work Saturdays, Sundays, you work breaks, you work nights. I mean, it's just, it's just how it is. Um, you work many different jobs. I mean, like you're a greenhouse manager, you take care of animals, you take care of livestock, you run a full-time 
program on top of teaching. So it's many different jobs that you have to do. Um, and the paperwork that we do, of course, that come along with all those jobs is a lot more. Um, so it's a lot when you think of being an ag teacher, it does sound like a lot of fun. I mean, teachers always tell me, oh my gosh, I'd love to come have your job and sit in the greenhouse all day. And I'm like, but would you though? Because <laughs> that's not what I do. <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's just different. It's different from being a regular teacher. Um, you know, going to contests, going to a bunch of different things. It's, it's a lot of jobs all in one, but overall it's a good job. It's a fun job. So I enjoy it. <laughs> we see from that last answer that being an ag teacher is more than just being in the classroom. And we've talked about this and that it's going to require a lot of your time and dedication, even in the summer months. In the summer, you have to keep up with the, all of your laboratories. You have to make sure that they stay maintained. You also probably have to go to camp with your chapter, which is also is a whole, is a week out of your summer. There's multiple things that are going on throughout the throughout the year that require uh, ag teachers are mostly on an extended employment contract because we work throughout the year. It's not something that just ends when school ends, and we go beyond the classroom to help our students achieve their goals and help them be prepared to be have a career in agriculture. And that's something really cool that we do. I mean, it can be a lot of work, but it's, it's something that we do that's different. It makes our programs different from others and that we're giving outside experiences to our students and helping them grow. Okay, so that's one down. Let's go on to the next one. So what are some problems that you face as an agriculture educator? I'd say the biggest one I'm struggling with now, which I feel like everything that you struggle with probably comes in seasons. But for me, especially around year four and year five, just a heads up to the, to all the new teachers um, coming up is that you will eventually, it's not, it's not uh, when it or if it happens, it's when it happens, you will eventually feel a sense of burnout and you'll feel that um, like you are doing your job and that you're not getting um, like rewarded for it or there's not enough thank you. Um, and sometimes it's hard too because I compare myself against other people and I see like, you know, all these other people posting all this cool stuff on social media, like all these cool fun labs. And I'm like, wow, like that'd be so good to do. Like I'm a terrible teacher. Like I don't do fun labs like that. Like I do some fun labs, but it's not every day. And then on the other hand, I see like other teachers who I know like aren't pulling their weights, but they get the same amount of like recognition and, and salary that I do. And so it's like a weird medium to be in. And I know it's terrible to compare yourself to other people, but it's just, it's just part of the job to think like, oh, I'm not making as much of a difference as someone else. And so therefore, like, I'm not good at my job. And I would say, and this is maybe just the way that I handle things, but like, for me, like, I don't know. I've had a, I've really struggled a lot this year with teacher burnout um, to the point to where, like, I told myself, like, oh, I may not come back next year because I'm like this, like, I'm not, I'm not making a difference. And like this, anyway, and I know my students would miss me, but like, am I really being fulfilled? And so I would say, like, I don't know, that's the biggest problem that I'm kind of enduring with right now is that I don't know, just having like a, I don't know, it's hard for people who 
Like I struggle with being complacent. Like I don't ever want to be complacent. And so therefore I just judge myself against other people. Um, so I guess that would be the biggest problem for me is comparing myself to others and not like running my own race, comparing myself to other people. And um, I know that's not like a super specific problem, but it's one that's really been on my heart all year this year. And it's only October. So I've only been doing this for two and a half months and I've been struggling with it since we started back in August. Um, and I'm hoping that it gets better and, and I hope it does because um, I do love my job and I love most aspects about it. But especially this year with COVID, um, we've been asked to do more things than what we've been asked to do before. And it makes me question sometimes like how much I do love my job. And so that is very hard sometimes. I would say that's the biggest problem is like having more pressure put on me plus the pressure of like comparing myself to other people is literally one big burnt out recipe. So. Wow. I mean, I can very much relate to what was just said and I'm still in college. Um, that whole thing about comparing ourselves to each other and whether or not we're actually good at what we do. And it's, that's a real issue. And I very much related to it. Um, I think it's really important that we have to make sure that our programs are run how we want them to be run. And that we're still learning. We're st teachers are always learning and we can't compare ourselves to teachers who've been doing it for 20 years because we're not there yet and that's okay and what was just said is so true that we get so often am I making a difference with my students and you may not see it and they might not tell you but the work we do is to make a difference for them and it could be happening maybe the small things that we do that we don't really notice but we're still letting our students be included in the classroom and helping them know that they have a place at school and have a place to learn about agriculture and be passionate about it. It's so easy for us to get st stuck in a rut to where we feel burnt out and don't really feel like we're moving forward. And we have to realize that that's going to happen sometimes, but we keep going and we keep learning and we keep getting better. And eventually we're going to get to a point where we're confident in what we do. And we know that our students are going to learn from us and we're going to do our very best to make sure that they have the environment to learn. Okay. Now we've covered that one. Let's go on to our next person and listen to some of the ideas that they have about problems in agriculture and ag education and uh, where, where they see the main problems and what they still have to deal with even after teaching for a few for a few years okay so what are some problems that you face as an ag teacher maybe as opposed to a teacher who, who does a regular subject in school so I would just say the first problem that any ag teacher with a family would face is balance. Um, before I had children, before I was married, 
Um, I was super energetic and enthusiastic. If there was a conference, a convention, a competition, I wanted to be there and I wanted my students doing it. What happens is obviously you have children yourself and things kind of change a little bit um, and you have to learn a good balance. And it's still hard because I still, in a lot of ways, have the same drive and desire and want you know to succeed and do well. And I want these students to have opportunities but I also have to tell myself no sometimes and be more reasonable about, you know, there's no way that we're going to successfully compete in this competition with the amount of time I have available right now. Um, and so I, I just try to look at the things that I think the students want to do the most um, and then balance my schedule around that so that, you know, I can still attend my own children's ball games, you know, take care of my own farm at home. Um, but provide, you know, a really good AGAD FFA program for students. Um, another problem, and this has just kind of, you know, come on in the past few years, you know, there's definitely been a lot of changes in FFA since I was in high school and since my dad was in high school. And even, you know, someone who's in college right now that was in FFA, you know, there's been a lot of changes just in those few years. Um, and so I think that in some ways, the things that I got into being an ag teacher for or the things that I loved about FFA have changed just with the way the world has changed. Um, you know, I, I know at my last national convention that I attended in person, I wasn't as motivated or impressed by the speeches and the speakers at the convention because, you know, I got into FFA for that love of agriculture, but a leadership program that, you know, get you engaged and involved, but at, at the end of, you know, the end of the day, we're here because we all have a passion for agriculture. And there's so many things now that even the national level is doing that's a lot different. Um, sometimes it's, you know, complicated because you look and you think, are we really doing what's best for that person that has a passion for ag? I think we've gotten so engulfed in trying to be diverse and trying to include or do so many different things that you know we've got away from the root of it all and it's is this person passionate about agriculture and they want to become a strong you know advocate or leader for agriculture and if they don't I think that's okay that they're not an FFA and I think it's okay that ag's not their place um, but that's just kind of one of those things that's changed over the past few years so you know I obviously went to high school and graduated in like the early 2000s so the FFA of 20 years ago was more like that and I know as time change things change but it just gets harder for me to want to do the things that I want to do or engage the students the way I want to engage them when the big picture starts to change and so um, you know that's something that I struggle with or a problem that I face as an ag teacher because to me it should still be the same FFA and the same organization and I'm glad that, you know, we do have more people engaged and I'm glad that there are urban ag programs and I'm glad that there is diversity. But at the end of the day, if the person doesn't love agriculture, I think it's okay that FFA is not their place. I don't think we have to change our program to recruit people that aren't passionate about agriculture. Um, and then I guess the only other problem, you know, there's always that stereotype of, you're an ag classroom, you're an ag teacher, students are going to stereotype that, you know, we've got to be country to be in this class, or this is going to be an easy class, I don't have to do anything. Um, you know, you'll have other teachers who look at you that way, like you're not as important as their program, or, you know, what they're doing in the school. 
And you even, you know, sometimes have that with administrators, even supportive administrators still do not see you like as an equal to a tested teacher. And so I think that's always going to be an issue. Um, that's where you have to work really hard as an ag teacher to have things that make you stand out as important to the school, whether that's, you know, having unique programs that are successful or win accomplishments for the school or, you know, having some kind of industry certification or teaching dual enrollment classes so that students are getting a college credit through their ag class. You know, again, you can kind of balance those things um, yourself. It just, you know, takes a little effort. So I guess that's probably three of my bigger problems that I would face as an ag teacher. There are a few things that we need to talk about from that answer. Uh, three main issues that were mentioned. First, again, the balance. This teacher has been going for a few years now, and she still has to deal with her balance between her family life and her work life. And she's told us how she's had to change what her priorities are. You can still be a dedicated ag teacher and still have a family life or social life or whatever it be, may be. And you have to prioritize what you want to have your ag program be. And it's okay if you're not going to be the most stellar ag program in the world because you have other priorities still. This is your job. It's not necessarily something that is supposed to take over your life. And it's important to find that balance into what you want and what you want your career and life to look like. Also, what was touched in an earlier episode about FFA, it's important that we make sure that we keep the goal of it to be about the love of agriculture and leadership in agriculture. And that not everyone wants that. And that's okay. Not everyone has to be a part of ag education if they don't want to learn about agriculture. And we have to make sure that our students are finding that passion and lead them to that passion for agriculture. I also talked about some other, other issues in there where some, some other issues where we have to realize that ag is still perceived as something that is a blow off class for some students. And we can't let our classrooms be that. We can't let our classrooms be, okay, just do whatever you want. I need to work on this. That's a disservice to our students. That's not helping them in any form or fashion. We need to be able to teach them meaningful lessons about agriculture so that they find a passion for it and that they realize that the industry is out there for careers and that they are able to go and find those careers after leaving high school. We need to make sure that our teaching is meaningful and is not just there to serve as a drop-off zone for students who don't have anywhere else to go. Our students should be there to learn about agriculture and be ready to engage in the material and the concepts that we are teaching them. So now we have our last response and it's our some problems, but um, just stay tuned and you might get a little bit of some dessert in there. We might, we might toss in some dessert into this meal from this, from this next answer. Let, let's see what happens. So what are some issues that you face as an ag teacher? 
there are lots of issues that you face as an ag teacher. Uh, there was one day we were here and we're all looking at each other and they, they said, teach ag, it'll be a lot of fun. And you're ready to just pull your hair out. Classroom discipline. Um, it doesn't matter what you do or how hard you work. Uh, there are going to be days that you're just frustrated because they're not listening. They're not paying attention. Um, society changes. Uh, we remember no matter what age we are, we remember what school was like when we were students. And you're going to hear every act. Back when I was in school, you didn't do that. Back when I was in school, you didn't do that. Well, things change. So what your discipline is now changes. Managing and monitoring a cell phone used to be my problem. Now we are a one-to-one -one school and we have Chromebooks. And now my problem is, did you bring your Chromebook charge today? And when you don't have a charge, you can't do your bell ringer because my bell ringer is in Google Classroom. So you got management issues and you've got to constantly be changing. Um, agriculture industry, we stay the same, but we're constantly changing. And because we're constantly changing, our classroom has to constantly change. So if you come out of college and you have your lessons planned and you're going to teach the same thing you've taught for 25 years, you're behind because you're not, you're not staying current. So you've got to stay current. Uh, the discipline is going to change. The kids are going to change. You've got to change with them. Um, you've got to figure out work-life balance. Uh, when I first started teaching, I didn't know work-life balance. Uh, my uncle Ted told me that I was burning my candle at both ends. And that was true. Um, and during quarantine and during COVID, some family, my parents are elderly now. Uh, you know, I'm getting older, so Lord knows they are too. Um, and that requires a lot more of my time than it used to. Uh, and there'll be a day that I'll cherish every moment that I had. My mother has Alzheimer's and there's going to be a day when she doesn't even know who I am. Uh, so you got to balance work-life balance. Um, working in a multi-teacher program, you have to learn that your priorities may not be your coworkers' priorities. And you can't be angry that they're not yours. Um, it may be frustrating. Uh, you may vision how much better it would be if everybody thought like I did and we could all do it like this, but Lord knows the world don't need two of me. So we're better off that we all think differently. Um, there's finding happiness in teaching. Um, we're constantly changing. You know, we always want things to be better. But there comes a point when you got to be content and happy. Uh, we lose so many teachers in the ag ed profession because uh, we want more. Uh, the headaches are too much. The, the student discipline is too much. Um, the work-life balance is too much. They want too much of my time. We lose people for all those things. You, at some point, you have to decide if you're content and happy. Um, there are many days that my principal has said, oh, you would make a great administrator. No, I don't want to do that. Um, and a lot of people, by, by this point in my career, I should be the CTE director, or I should be an assistant principal, or I should be whatever. But I'm very happy in my world. Like you asked um, about ag teachers and what that looks like. My classroom's different. If I want to do hydroponics, I can do that. If I want to do bedding, you know, I can change what I'm teaching. The curriculum doesn't force me or pigeonhole me to teach one thing. And my students win not me win, but to see them win, that they believed what I told them, they did what I told them to do, they succeeded in a contest. That's, that's what makes all this fun.
The FFA part of it is the fun part. Um, you can't buy that on the street. You're not going to get that if you're a banker. You're not going to get, you know, there are a lot of places you're not going to experience that and the excitement that's in their eyes. I don't know if you've seen our little YouTube video of our kids when they got named that they made it to the top 12 in the um, nation in the conduct of chapter meetings uh, two weeks ago, but it now has 660,000 uh, 660, views on TikTok and 61,000 comments, some ungodly number, because all you can see in the video is students sheer excitement and that's fun it's rewarding I could watch it every day because those kids were thrilled because they had never done anything together they had uh like in the same room they haven't done it in person uh, and that was the first time that they had ever heard the results together every other time it had been a text message or an email they never got to hear it together uh and there's something about being together and it warms your heart so um, issues facing agriculture education is teachers that find happiness, they figure out a balance, um, that is important. And you got to, got to be content. Could I make a lot more money doing something else? I could, but money isn't everything. Happiness is part of it, Being feeling like you, we refer to it around here, my teach, um, principal and I are good friends, and we talk about purposeful life. And, and when you realize that you're, there's a purpose for you and that you're doing these things uh, to help other students and other teachers like yourself or people that are in ag education, that's when you feel like you're accomplishing something or doing something. Uh, people want to feel wanted. Uh, people want to feel needed. Your students want to feel wanted and needed. And I think a lot of times we lose teachers because they don't feel wanted and needed. Um, so as an Ag Teachers Association, this is my uh, two minute plug for that, is that's what I think is the benefit of the TAAE uh, and joining your professional organization, even if you're not from the state of Tennessee, wherever you're going to teach, uh, that professional organization is what helps keep you together and you have um, someone else that shares the same problems you share, they have solutions to your problems. Um, I just think it's important and that's what's gonna to help to retain some of these teachers is when you have that mentorship and you have your coworker that lives two counties over that you call every day on the way home. That's what's gonna help you get through it. So I think those are some of the issues kind of scratch the surface and maybe some ways to deal with them. Now, from that response, we got some really good information about different problems that could be faced. First of all, there's classroom management, how we deal with our students. And it goes back to where maybe students get dumped off into the ag program because they don't have anywhere else to go. And we have to make sure that our classroom is a place that's an environment for learning, an environment that students can focus on the content that we are teaching them. Also talked about how ag is changing. Agriculture is always changing. And so the things that we teach in our classroom, we're going to have to adapt to that. We're trying to prepare our students for careers in agriculture. If we teach things that were for, for a career that's from 20 years ago, well, that's not going to help our students get new careers started coming forward. We may have to adapt our lessons to maybe teach more about precision agriculture so that our students 
are knowing about what that is and using technology in agriculture because that's where our industry is going. We also talked about how, again, the work-life balance, it's always going to be a part of your teaching and it's about what goals and priorities you have for your position. The response that we just heard talked about how it's okay if you don't want to keep going forward in your career. If you're content in your teaching position, then stay there. It's okay. If you're being an effective teacher and you're enjoying what you're doing, then you are reaching your potential. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to what anyone else's other goals are because that's going to lead to more problems and more burnout and you're not going to be content in what you are doing. But then we got a lot of fun stuff. And what's really nice is how what we do, we get to see our students achieve and get to see our students grow and get to see them be better students in other subjects as well. And we get to celebrate with them. It's so much fun to have a have a team that you've worked with for months do well and have a group of students who you have advised pull off an event that is something that you didn't that you may have thought they couldn't do at first, but then you're able to advise them and help them and they get to do it and you see it come to fruition and you see all the progress that was made and it just is the best feeling. We get to teach what we want. It's nice to not be a, a state-tested subject. We get to choose which standards are important to us and important for our students to learn. We get to make our lessons and make sure that our lessons are what we want to teach our students and that they are getting meaningful information that maybe another classroom they're forced to learn something. Well, here we get to help, we get to choose what they learn and make sure that they know about the ag industry. So it's a, there's problems, of course. There's problems in every career that we have, but there's, it's worth it for the good that comes from our work that we see in our students. That little bit of dessert at the end where we just get to see, I helped my students achieve that. And these students worked hard and that these students have learned so much and have grown as people and as academic learners. So that's the end of our feast. We've covered quite a lot in the past six episodes and it can be overwhelming, but just take a breath. We've done a lot and we've learned a lot. And throughout my college career, there were so many things about ag education that I didn't know. I didn't know a lot of this, a lot of the information here. I didn't know how complex it could be. And I wanted to share that with you and show you that it is a complex profession and that is very worthwhile and meaningful to your students. So now that we're full, I just want to say thanks for dining with us and I'll see you later. This podcast was created and produced by Jake Duke as part of a senior thesis project at Middle Tennessee State University. Accompanying each podcast are learning guides that will give focus to the important information of each episode. Thanks for listening.